What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello and welcome to the Shadow Roar Podcast. Um, I have a special guest, which if you're watching the live stream, you know about. But of course, if you're listening to audio only, you didn't get to see me uh, just fail away at the general skywalker event but i have special guests nikara here from the modding discord channel and the night sisters discord channel um links to those will be in the show notes that you can oh, check that you out me. but well, how are you? thanks for joining man and how's it going <laughs> I confess I already well, knew the answer I've been better um <laughs> for, for yeah. those who are watching the previous uh <laughs> The previous showing, it was yeah not pretty it was not pretty yeah this is not good not good at all um yeah that was gone that, that went pretty terrible so um yeah so tell everybody kind of what you do uh, in the well, community and such and tell them where I, to find you a lot of different a lot of different servers but i i run both the uh, modding server and the nice discourse server you mentioned. Um, I participate pretty in those uh, different guilds as well. You can find me in some other. You might be able to find me in the Operation Metaverse server as well. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Good friends with those people. Team Money usually hangs out in our yeah, live chat. They're actually doing the same thing we just did. Feel miserably at General <laughs> Anakin yeah. event. Yeah, so they're going to try to figure it out tonight. Yeah, I think I think everybody in the community is doing that tonight. I think that's Not how me. everyone's spending will, their Friday. <laughs> as, as I mentioned in the last uh, in the so, last bit, yeah, I will not be getting General Anakin. My ship are not to do it. So unfortunately, I have no choice. Well, uh, I think you'll be okay. It's uh, it's it's a frustrating event so far. Uh, I will say this though: one thing that I found interesting was not getting Malak the first time around was one of the best things that ever happened to me in this game. It, you know, I've been using Padme ever since in Arena. It's it's really made the game a ton of fun as far as, you know, theory crafting and that sort of stuff, which has been really cool. Um, so maybe you'll get that same experience by not having Gerald Skywalker. <laughs> and maybe I will too at this rate. It. I mean, also, 
if we remember, Darth Revan yeah. came out, and then very shortly after, Malak came out, and then very shortly after, Malak Padme came out. So it wouldn't surprise me if they kind of echo yes. that release pattern and everything else as well. Yeah. Especially with the new movies coming out. Yeah. 100%. I mean, we're going to see a switch to Resistance in First Order. There's obviously going to be a legendary, some sort of special event there. Um, so it's just a matter of how long the Snow Skywalker thing takes place. But uh, we'll, we'll get into talking about him and some of our thoughts and all that sort of stuff here in a bit. Um, but first, we want to talk about this. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? You didn't hear anything, did you? I heard something. Oh, okay. Well, cut out halfway through. It was a, hey guys, how are you doing? And then. Yeah, well. I'll be honest, I'm not the guy who runs the stream usually, so I don't know what I'm doing. Um, It'll sound fine on the audio show. If you're listening on Twitch or YouTube, I. I apologize. I have no idea how this is going to go. Uh, so, uh, it's more it's, fun that way. That, know, that's like... totally fair. Yeah. <laughs> so this week in Swaga, I didn't really do a whole hell of a lot. Um, I finished off Shakti, obviously, and threw Zeta on her um, in preparation for the General Skywalker event, of course. And then I also got a new personal record in the Heroic Sith Raid, uh, Phase 1. I got just over 13 million, which was, um, I, I was pretty thrilled with that. Uh, uh, using, you know, RJT, BB-8, R2, Finn, and 3PO. And uh, R2 is the only character in that team that I have to gear 13 in Relics. So I was pretty thrilled with that. Um. What did you do this week? Well, my main focus was bringing up my peripheral teams, um, not, you know, additional teams for Grand Arena specifically. Uh, the highlight was taking Ion to Gear 13 and then also nice. to Honestly, not something I really wanted to do. It's not ashy, it's not exciting, but um, I mean, you know, the trade team is such a linchpin in both Territory Wars and Grand Arena for you know, necessary. They lose. It's usually followed by a lot. Yeah. Um, so how much do you focus, like, building your roster around Grand Arena? Like, what is your primary game mode that you care about? My primary game modes are Grand Arena and Territory Wars. Okay. Doubt. Um, Grand Arena used to be number one. It is very, very quickly plummeting down uh, in the various matchmaking issues that they have been having, uh, as well as the fact that the rewards are out across all the different, yeah, all the different divisions. You know, doesn't make a whole. I, I, the rewards are terrible. Absolutely terrible. They're That's awful. That's the one uh, I, I like the game mode, but it that's by far the worst part. It's, uh, it's just it's, it's so frustrating. Right, it's an atrocious reward for the amount of, and so it's you know, given the matchmaking and given that, I mean, for example, I am now facing um, 
three of the same people in this bracket my last one that's it's not exciting really not fun really yeah three oh, out of wow, five that sucks. Insane. right um so you know i mean it is what it is but you know when you see things like that consistently and that's the second or third time it's happened it, yeah and the rewards aren't there to back it up it loses its its spark behind and stops all fun and new you know, yeah. territory wars you know love that a territory war so um Gnosians were non-existent a couple months ago. My Padme was non-existent. I've been working pretty hard on building. Good choices. Uh, really good teams. Um, now, uh, territory where I be I'm becoming more of a fan of, I used to not be a huge fan. Our guild in general is just not that crazy about it. Um, we have people who do care, but I mean, for the most part, we don't worry. Like, we're not that strict about anything. We still usually do pretty well. I mean, we win most of the time, but, you know, it's still kind of you know, it's one of those things that we're a little bit more relaxed about, but it is fun. And maybe that's why I enjoy it because, you know, we are fairly chill about the whole thing. But um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool game mode. Um, I do wish they'd make Grand Arena better because it has so much potential. But I guess that's beside the point. Well, I wish I would at least toggle the old style Grand Arena. Um yeah. yeah, where it doesn't have to be a month long commitment. Yeah, and I mean you can jump in here and there, but the problem is if you do that, you're just giving up so many rewards and stuff. You know, right? They moved so many of the rewards to the back end, and even then, you know, it's it's not what it used to be. Um, I preferred the mod center they had or the grander. Um, sorry, uh, had a distraction. Um, so you want to go ahead and jump into talking about General Skywalker? Yeah, sure. Um, we discussed him a little bit in the last one. Um, he's to me so far, it's a little hard to really say. This is what I would recommend, or this is what I would intend to do. Um, based off of his kit, to me, it looks like he a little bit of everything. But it's a little bit of potency, some offense, good survivability. So he could overall be a very difficult character to mod. I don't think he needs dominant speed, uh, like we've seen the Seth Empire meta. I think um, the nature of this team, I think loading Rex with speed be the way to go and then everybody else loading them with damage and then the idea being that fastest wins that can tear down two or three characters of the enemy yeah um so he's got uh so he's got four zetas which is uh, his first character was four zetas i am pretty sure um definitely the first one with yes, as zeta on his basic which is kind of crazy and understandably so because it is quite good but um you know his kit is very interesting with this advance and cover mechanic um which he is always in one of those uh 
and you know, it just kind of depends on where he's at with protection. You know, if he's out of protection, he's in cover, recovering protection. And if he, you know, if he's not in cover, he's obviously in advance. And you know, that's when he is not recovering, but he's able to attack and taunt and all that sort of stuff. And other five of first allies can't can't lose health. So it's it's you know they said uh, some of the devs said that he's very much made to be kind of like a raid boss where you have this phase of toppling him and then you know you're able to take out the sides and then he comes back and you have to topple him again and then once you kill all the sides then it's like the enrage phase because he has that ability where he you know starts gaining uh you know 35% turn meter after every single turn of yours so he's going a ton um, so, I mean, there's certainly a hell of a lot going on with this kit. Um, but like you said, there's so much stuff to consider here because he has, you know, whether he's in advanced or covers kind of based on protection. So that kind of leads you towards defense and protection as far as if you're trying to outlast that, but he has counter chance also, he has hundred percent counter chance with the Zeta, um, which is pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, somebody that counters a lot, that obviously lends to more offense because anytime you're attacking out of turn, you know, you get some benefit by giving up some speed to get, you know, a little bit of offense. Um, in a full 501st, he has the plus 50% crit damage. Uh, with that unique ability that gives him counter chance, he has a 50% counter, ch- or sorry, 50% critical chance. So he's able to dish out pretty good amounts of damage and so that's kind of where i was thinking as far as maybe you know going heavy with the offense and uh heavy on the protection and just kind of not worrying about speed too much given that um you know he's in cover a lot of time too so uh your turn order like worrying about turn order and stuff with this team might not be something you want to worry about too much what do you think about that well, as I mentioned um, previously, I, for one, turn order is not only something that you shouldn't be too concerned about. I'm not sure it's something you can be concerned about. Yeah. If you, there's two ways of doing this team, um, and I discussed this in one of the Discord servers earlier today. Um, I believe when it comes down to mirror matches, I think it'll be all about who is the faster wreck. Versus the Empire teams, I think it'll be better to have Rex go after General Anakin and have him go. Um, all different reasons for that. Number one being that lowers Malik's health by twenty percent every single time. Um, after watching a couple of the videos, I think the best start is actually going. Regardless of what Malik's health is, after seven targets, I did the math at one point, and I think it brings him down to about 29% of his total health value. So with 250,000 health, Malik brought in 30,000. Five attacks, it's down to 50. He can be one shot by pretty much any. Um, I think going for Malik first help a lot then the reason you would want rex after is because by rex going after him he could use 
his ability and then instantly give him turn meter to clear off. At that point, he would be fear automatically. Uh, the 15% counter chance that you pointed to is a little bit of a double-edged sword. Yes, um, very much so. Or sorry, 50% critical chance with 100% counter chance. Anytime yes. he's a, he counters, and if he counters on a Malik, he gets feared. But yep. at the same time, those counters will also lower that maximum health, even if they're out of turn. So yes. you can bring down Malik pretty quickly and make him utterly. But if you go for mirrors, um, and I do think that the mirror matches for this team will be all about what Drex you cannot guide your turn order. Possible. Yes. The game does not have mods that are fast enough to support a Rex that can go first, turn meter to everyone, and still have control over your turn order. And I think that is a, a little bit of a problem. Well, there's something else in mirror matches with this team is the fact that Anakin goes into cover and you know, goes into advance and him coming out of cover is based on the number of total turns that are taken. So the faster that your team is, the quicker your Anakin is, of course, recovering uh, protection, but it's also the faster that the other team is recovering protection. Um, I think that's his leaderability. Uh so um, that is one thing that I think is going to kind of create all sorts of problems is um, there's going, it's almost like uh, high offense is kind of going to counter a lot of speed. There's going to be some sort of balancing act in there, especially in mirror matches. Um, I'm not sure what I see being the best, but... The fact that um, they have the 2% offense stacking when the enemy when an enemy gains a buff is kind of interesting. So if you're going faster and going more often, giving more buffs, naturally the opposing team would be stacking up their offense higher. So the faster you're going, the faster they're stacking offense. And if they're already going higher on, you know, the damage output... Um, you know, that it could be counter, uh, productive. Does that make sense to explain that very well? Right. I'm not sure if I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely, there's the, obviously we're a little too early to tell, but there's the possibility that this team could end up being a team where you don't want to be fast. You don't want to be too slow. Uh, Definitely don't think an all speed build is a good idea. Yeah. Definitely don't think a you know a complete turtle build slow as you know slow as molasses team is the way to go either. Yeah. Um ground. I do think a fast fast Rex will be the way to go down the line once a lot of these teams um maybe a fast Anakin at that point, as you said, if everybody else is slow, it Whereas the ability to stack enemies' offense while still doing a lot of damage, but if your Anakin's fast, you're resetting while also not eating theirs out yes. of his cover as and be a balancing act. And the other thing is, you know, um, attacking the opposing Anakin with Anakin, of course, will um, 
you know, you'll be able to start lowering that max health. Um, well, actually, no, I guess you can't attack him when he doesn't have protection, can you? No, you can't target him. You can't target, target him, but you... Uh, so you'd be able to damage him with AoE. Um, so yeah, actually, I guess that wouldn't be very beneficial. Um, but he has this really interesting mechanic. When it comes down to Anakin. Whenever it comes down to what? If it comes down to Anakin versus Anakin, it's going to be pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. Yes, that that will be very interesting. Um, and one thing that's kind of cool with these uh, special abilities um he has this mechanic where basically if he uses one special ability first, he resets the cooldown of his opposing special ability. And so he can basically use his special abilities back to back. And I think they both have a three turn cooldown. So, you know, it's almost like every other turn he'll kind of be refreshing that, uh, you know, using a special using back to back special abilities and, you know, these special abilities are pretty impressive. I mean, you have armor shred, you have AOE days. I mean, there's there's just so much going on with this kit. Um, let's see. There was something I was looking for in this kit. I can't remember what it is. Um, What what are your just like general thoughts on the kit? Do you think it's a little much, or do you think um, it's balanced pretty well? I think it's interesting. I think it's. Um, I think a lot of people should be grateful we don't have five PVP and arena defense because it would be it would be a nightmare for a lot of people to learn it. Mm, yeah, um, that's you'd so have good. to know this kit intimately. Yes. Um, I like, for example, if, if you look at it, um, maximi- maximizing his offensive output, you'd actually mostly want to go with, you'd want to open with this basic, and I forget, I forget which one it is. Prioritize one of the specials resets the cooldown of the other. The other one lowers the cooldown by of the other special. So you'd want to open up the basic and then one special. And then the next turn, you want to open up the one that resets the cooldown entirely. They both reset the, the other's cooldown. Right. But it, only if they are used first. They have to be the only if they're used first. Use yes. first. That is the key. And yes. so there's like a Rubik's cube. You have to do a specific order if you want to maximize the ability to constantly spam his specials. Um, it's interesting. And what I think will be really interesting is see how the AI handles it down the line. Yeah, uh, this seems like a programming hell for the AI just because there's so much going on. But um, I guess we'll kind of we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, so, um, as far as uses for him, I mean, obviously he's going to be good in Grand Arena. He's obviously going to be good in Territory War, but I think we're all kind of expecting that people in Grand Arena, if you have him, you're going to have a huge advantage just because this will be by far the best clone team that there is. Um, so if you got him, you got a huge heads up, but. The one thing that I am super interested to try him in uh, would be Phase 2 of the Heroic Sith Raid. 
he, I mean, he's going to break it. So he's a Jedi, so you can throw him under the Jedi Knight Revan team. You can basically drop Joe Lee, throw him in there, and you'll have Armor Shred, which obviously stacks and greatly increases the damage output because that's the big problem with Scion is the insane amount of defense that he has. Um, and then just the multiple attacks that he takes, the fact that his basic, you know, ignores defense, and with the, you know, mass attacks on that team, um, I, I am really antsy to get him to seven star here in six months and actually test him in the uh, Heroic Sith raid. I think he'll be fun there. I think he'll put up some big damage numbers. Um, I think it is entirely possible if he is the leader of a team to uh, have to do some working with it in P1 with Grandmaster Yoda if you figure out a way to get Nihilus to consistently steal debuffs. You know, there's a way to get him to do some serious damage in P1 as well. Interesting. Uh, you said with him as the leader? With him as a lead clone team, I think you'd need, want to throw uh, Grandmaster Yoda in there for buff spreading and then find, again, it wouldn't be just him and the clones. It would be yeah. him for his lead, particularly Grandmaster Yoda and somebody like really put it together. But just to me, the idea of, you know, percent stacking offense every single time that the enemy gains a debuff if you can get something going with nihilus stealing debuffs and with retribution if you can get that into the mix you could get your offense up pretty high pretty uh, it wouldn't last very long but it might yeah might I, I, consistent damage yeah I, I think the only problem is uh, that, I think that same idea could actually work in phase two as well. I think there are probably more buffs in phase two, though, you know, because you have the extra side to also get stealth and offense up and all that mm -hmm. stuff. So you could probably stack up quite a bit more offense in that phase. But um, yeah, that's a good thought. You I mean, know, I as think it'll be better in phase two. The downside to phase two is that if your guild is anything like most of the ones that I've been to, phase two doesn't last very long. That's so totally you one or yeah you get your one team and that's it yes p1 if you go quickly you can run two three sometimes yeah that's a really good point uh of course depending on how your guild does raid specifically um right what are you thinking for meta counters as far as him in the arena because he's obviously going to be in the arena um he's specifically built to take down malik uh, you know that's kind of obvious from the stacking max health down so um we think as far as counters well he has a lot of line item vetoes in this kit um meaning that he has a lot of things built in that are specifically designed to prevent certain counters uh, night sisters without no revive shred yeah. Um, I think with Empire without the both down with Malak, I think Malak could darn near solo the entire. Um, yeah. I mean, just things like that. But I mean, to me, based off of it now, um, Adme looks like a possible strong counter down the line. They might, you know, we'll see what Art Trooper brings to the table really once he gets up and going. 
yep. whether or not them down or you know, who they add in the future may change things. But at the same time, a lot of these characters are also public at the same time. So while they can add things to his team, they could also add a lot to the Padme team. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Um, you know, it's kind of cool that we kind of have two options for Galactic Republic. And, you know, like Ahsoka, you, you can kind of move her around. Um, I suspect, I mean, General Anakin, he, sh- he should be a beast even under, you know, under Padme too. So that, that will certainly be an option. Um, but the one thing I, I was kind of thinking about for counters, because he has the, the ability to dispel debuffs. You have Rex who cleanses debuffs. I was thinking that, you know, an Emperor Palpatine with Darth Nihilus could maybe even do Dooku because he has some benefits towards Galactic Republic. Um, maybe some sort of tank and, uh, you know, Bastila Sean or Darth Revan. I think Darth Revan would be a really good option also um, just because that Emperor Palpatine lead is crazy good. Malak is the only reason it's not meta um, because... You know, Darth Revan under Emperor Palpatine is absolutely insane. But that's, as far as what I've read so far, that is kind of what I'm thinking as top possible counter to Skywalker. Um, You know, if he actually ends up taking off in the arena like we're expecting. I would say the potential downside to that team and a lot of other two things um like for example dooku i think he's a great character wise but i was pretty disappointed to see what they did with him in relics they did not increase his effective health well enough even at maximum relic um currently he maxes out of 50 i think uh, i think it's fifty-two thousand health about twenty-eight thousand projection yeah so, i mean even if you build him as a complete tank you're only looking at about a hundred you know, 150 absolute maximum effective health. But the yeah, but his you know his effective health is kind of a little bit bigger. You know, if you have the Zaydan and where he recovers 15 percent protection, if you kind of load him up with protection, you kind of you do have a little bit larger health pool to kind of work with. You know, if you're if you've built him around countering, you do. Um, again, just my worry would be something like, for example, um, he retaliates, and every time he does, he attacks twice if it's a enemy. So yes. on two different retaliates, each one, even though it doesn't look like it, it doesn't show it because critical immunity doesn't stack, he's actually gaining two individual stack critical immunity. So that's 4% often to the Anakin team every single time he has his double. That's a good point. Um, every single time he's hit. If you hit him even eight, ten times, you're looking at the same bonus that the Jedi Knight Revan team gets just on the offense end. And I think yep. if you can't put him down quickly, it would over fast. That and the speed and getting tenacity up before any of the Emperor Palpatine guys take a turn is something that I'm deal with unless they probe droid 
and another unfortunate like does they have not yet fixed if you will massive damage it's still 99,099 which, which is, is no longer ridiculous impressive. yeah <laughs> completely ridiculous Just I mean, multiply it by 10 i mean right i mean my relic seven knight to spirit does that on a basic attack yeah exactly yep that's 100 true um ho- hopefully they do uh do some changes there but we we shall see um so yeah um that's kind of the rundown on general skywalker and of course the event just started today we you know we haven't done a whole hell of a lot um of using him or anything of the sort so far but um we'll you know we'll have a little bit more information on that next week um event requirements uh what do you think was it too strict i mean because it like they said recommend relic three and i am starting to understand why you know i i don't think that everybody needs to be relic three but i think you need the key character probably relic two three or maybe even five on um on the accessibility to mods that you um a lot of people are doing it with with less but not a whole lot less you know yeah recall anybody doing it with i've heard so far we'll see there's still time i've uh, heard of anybody like hey you know i'm doing this with geared tents i don't see that happening i think you're going to need some relic levels on some Yep. Um, and I can't say I'm surprised. I, I'm not. I'm, I wish I were, but, um, the, the characters, honestly, I thought, you know, is a little bit less deep than I was honestly expecting. And I think that's why they went so high with the gear levels because there's a decent chance that, you know, a lot of longtime players have, are kind of there on, uh, you know, a lot of these characters. It's just the gear level that's the issue. Yeah, and also, um, to be frank, they make more money off of gear levels than they do off of shards at this point. Yeah. Other characters. I think I agree with you. That's... uh, it kind of seems like that's the way that they've been going and will probably continue to go. Um, you know, relics and all of this is kind of, you know, it's, it's added a lot to farm and stuff. Um, something else that's been kind of interesting is, have you noticed the number of like small cheap packs, you know, like these sub $10 ones? I thought that's kind of interesting how they've had so many of those lately. Yeah, and I do think I think they're trying to draw some people in um, who wouldn't normally spend because a lot of their moves lately have been boxing out free to play players so badly. Yeah, uh, I think they, you know, I think they're trying to draw more people into starting. Uh, you, 
actually know that they are losing. That's kind of a good point. Uh, you know, just re- regarding General Skywalker and how you get him to seven star, you know, everybody's kind of up in arms about the fact that he requires the guild event tokens. Um, and same currency as Malik, obviously, but this does kind of put it in a situation where a lot of people that are unlocking him aren't immediately taking him seven star, which is actually a pretty big benefit to the cheap players. I say cheap players, free to play, or people just don't spend a lot. People aren't there. People haven't been playing as long, that sort of stuff. This is actually kind of a benefit to them. Um, as much as a lot of people are pissed off. Um, and you know, a lot of those free to play players upset about the requirements on this event. It's kind of nice that it's unlikely that you'll be dealing with a ton of seven-star relic ones right out of the gate. Right. You had to get somebody who's, A, got everything ready to go, and made no mistake, you almost certainly had to have spent some money on shock in order to get a relic. If she's, you know, if she's necessary yes. um, to have relic. That's a good point. I don't think she is. I think probably do it with a sock. Almost certainly. But, you know, not everybody has the mods in order to make that work. So if you need a relic jockey, you're not doing it free to play. Almost assuredly. Unless you banked for months and months and months ahead. Yeah. Different. But, I mean, they are, they are obviously slowly moving towards boxing free-to-play players completely and is with making the requirements just too hard to for for the Revan teams it was obvious it was a lot but it was obvious for this i don't think too many people saw ships being a part well not until the qa last week when they explicitly said it you know up until that point yeah it's... right by then you know the damage is yeah it's too it, close if yeah. you have your eta 2 at four star you're not getting it seven star in, in a couple of days without money on it yep 100 percent. it's it's crazy um well so the main reason i wanted to have you on this week was of course because um like me you you have this affection for mods and so I kind of wanted to just talk about some modding in general. And um, we're going to kind of talk about just relics and how that's affected modding. Because, you know, a lot of people are kind of getting into having a few relic characters. And we're going to talk about kind of how that's changed things. And um, we're going to talk about something very controversial regarding speed, which should be a lot of fun. Um, so what are your general thoughts as far as, you know, what relics have done to modding? Do you think there's like a big change or not much of a change? What are your thoughts there? I think there's a huge temporary change. Um, because there's the relics are still new. It's like gear 13, Still relatively new at this point. Relics are a very, very new thing. And because of that, there are going to inherently be some teams that have relics and then some that are still gear 11. Relics almost entirely 
box gear 11 teams from being able to count yeah a lot of them are boxing out gear 12 counter team even some that straight up counter teams to a team particularly you throw them out you know with three three to five relic levels across them. all of a sudden a gear 12 team can't touch them anymore so in that regard right now it 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 should make you rethink your priority on modding for example um use my night sister use them on defense i've always been a fan high damage, high off, and then balance, not slow, but I want them to deal a ton of damage. With Relic levels, I have my Spirit and Mother Talzin. Made both of them significantly faster than what they were. Mm -hmm. uh, they are at this point doing enough damage that they can instantly kill almost any Gear 12 character, regardless of what the lead is. Um, even yeah. a Malak, you know, Spear can almost drop them out. Yeah, she can. I mean, so it's pretty ridiculous. And, you know, that's kind of the same thing we've seen kind of with Anakin so far is just the damage output. He's such a great candidate just because, I mean, he can wipe out Malak with, you know, without too much trouble a lot of times. Right. And if you take that same Anakin team against Holy Relic, seven Darth Revan team you have some pretty serious mods in order to pull off a win with that yep um, not everybody can do it the thing I have found most interesting is the change um, as far as you know what secondaries are super good um, <clears throat> to me that has been you know probably the biggest effect of relics uh because you know every relic level is you know a base stat increase you know it's not you, you don't have these middle of the gear levels anymore where um you're using mods that aren't accounting for stats like everything counts and so you know, go ahead i mean interrupt but for those who those who do not know or listening um current current gear bonus values do not apply to your mod base so for example if you have a gear 12.5 you you have a gear 12.5 let's say you have a darth revenant gear 12 point don't have yours in gear three mm-hmm and you're sitting there and you're looking at the, the bonus fall point. And let's say they add 6,500 for the fusion core. That 6,500 is your mod. People who are unaware of this. However, things like additional strength, all tactics, additional agility, those do go towards. This is yeah. only when you upgrade the existing gear level that the previous bonus values get added to the base that are modified. Correct. Relics, because they only adjust the base stats, all 100% modifiable. Um, so with each relic, increase your 3,000 health that's affected by 
have 30 additional health odds. That adds an additional 30 for that without having. It's like a whole other gear level. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, multiplies. Yes. It's like, well, I mean, it's really kind of like multiple gear levels. I mean, there's a, uh, uh, you know, just because there are stats that you also get that you don't get anywhere else. You get bonus evasion, bonus crit avoidance, you know, all that sort of stuff. It, you know, makes an even bigger difference as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the difference between a, a gear 12 and a half Revan and, you know, the gear 13, you know, by adding that additional 18 speed um, or, sorry, tw- uh, the additional 20 speed. I mean, that's two extra speed you get from a speed set. But um, right. these, uh, you know, the secondaries, if if you've got a lot of, like, good health or good offense secondaries... I mean, those things are money nowadays, um, you know, with these increases in stats, you know, most, um, you know, health percentage and offense percentage mods, they're going to be far better than their flat uh, secondary counterparts. Um, you, Whenever you start getting into relics, and then, of course, the higher relic you get, the more there becomes a gap between those as well. Um, yeah, that doesn't mean I would go throwing away all of your flat second. No, oh, of course um, not. Yes, I don't mean to use specific just to everybody listening. You know, if you see your flat secondaries like, oh, it's terrible now. I only want percentage. Be careful because for a long time, percentages were completely useless um, for a lot of different type offense in particular. Yeah, offense percentage was the worst secondary role in the game because it was usually limited to something like point two, three, or, you know, 0.41% offense. And most characters only had that time about, you know, in two and 3,000 base offense. It's terrible. Yep. They could easily rebalance it whenever they do the next mod upgrades. So you could bring it back to something like an increase in flat offense values for example so yep. don't make the same mistake twice and keep odds but the time being percentage-based stats are substantial focus on your offense percentage in particular right now one of the most important um that and you know i think critical chance personally is hugely overlooked so many people see a character 70 even 80 percent critical chance and think good you know i don't need any more critical useless that's a very very wrong approach especially given critical we see in various different yeah that's that's a good point and i totally agree um i i think i talked about this a couple weeks ago um you know um I i think you and i actually had this discussion in your channel but was talking about um i think it was mother Towson and like what crit chance and um you know say an offense secondary are equal to you know and it was like um uh one percent crit chance was basically equal to uh i think it was almost one and a half percent offense secondary um which 
I mean, how many one and a half percent offense secondaries do you have? Probably, you know, probably not a not a ton. That's a decent proc on one, uh, you know, one proc on a secondary stat, but one percent crit chance is a pretty bad proc on a secondary stat. So it's far more likely that you have something that's, you know, two or above two percent secondary um, crit chance. Uh, so there's a lot of potential to kind of maximize things there with those just because of that difference. Absolutely. And, and people look entirely too much at, you know, um, you know, Hey, my offense is this, or, you know, this is what my damage will be when I do land a critical hit, but not looking at how often they're actually landing critical hits, especially especially with single target characters someone like uh grandmaster yoda for example uh, i still see a lot of people it was understandable in the genetic revenue meta because there was a lot of immunity and a critical hit yes. avoidance in that meta but now there's absolutely no reason not build your grandmaster yoda with a good amount of critical chance whether you're using him against dark revan or against the general grievous team um, yep Grievous teams, for example, they start essentially with 50% critical avoidance. And if you're like me and you throw a critical avoidance arrow on your B2, it immediately puts it up to 85. You don't have 110, 120% critical chance. And again, for those who are unaware, critical immune, critical avoidance subtracts directly from critical chance. That's correct. 60% critical avoidance. And 120% critical chance, 60% effective critical chance. You yes. don't have 110, 120, 130% effective critical chance. You're not going to land a crit. It's B2. And that is nine times out of 10 where a Genite revenue count will lose to agree to this team because they cannot bring B2 down or B1 wears down their protection. Yes. That is an excellent point. Um, you know, so, and this was kind of the same before, you know, whenever you're going Jedi Knight Revan versus Jedi Knight Revan, you know, I was talking about this for a long time. There's so much, you know, crit immunity and crit avoidance, and it's so difficult to just do any damage to them and kill off Joe Lee that going with an offense set with offense primaries was a great idea because they help you cut through that. And that's kind of the same thing you're talking about here, except it's, now it's more crit chance because you can counter out, counteract that to a decent degree. And by going with high crit chance, you know, you, you can make it to where you can do a much bigger dent against those teams than you would be able to otherwise. And even, even lower end characters, difference between a crit and not a crit you know is between 20,000 damage and 30,000 damage adds up a lot I mean you don't have to have great offense sets as long as you have decent critical chance and it has long been my favorite offense top down the things I look primarily for are Critical chance across your roster uh, where it's needed. Your Django's, your Boba Fett's, your Grandmaster Yoda's, your, um, you know, to a lesser extent, your Chewbacca. 
a lot of people don't put any critical chance in Chewbacca. Believe it or not, he actually kind of needs it. Um, and for a segue into another thing we were going to talk about is having speed in the Yes, this is huge. And not, not the wrong places. <laughs> um, I see it a lot where people will just throw you know, as fast as possible every possible character they can, even ones that are key characters. Um, I'm a firm believer that, yeah, get your Sark as fast as Vader as fast as you can. However, if you can't make everyone else in their team go directly at that same speed through something that I refer to as a turn meter cascade, one character sets it up to where the rest of the team immediately follows, immediately takes turn. It's yes. set at 100% turn meter. If you cannot set that up, you're losing a vast amount of it. Yes, that's 100% true. Um, a while back, I wrote an article uh, uh, kind of about this topic and the fact that, you know, specifically with like the Emperor Palpatine team that you're talking about with Vader, um, if you're putting, throwing all your speed on Vader, you can leave a huge gap in turn meter. Um so you're basically outspeeding the rest of your team and you're leaving this big kind of gap in there for something to happen. And, uh, you know, so I guess I'm going to talk more about um, not having a speed gap, but more of a tight attack window. Uh, and while it's not useful on necessarily every team, it can be very beneficial. There's a lot of teams that I kind of mod this way. Um, uh Sorry, slight detour. Um, Chicken Bottom told me I need to kill fives first because he's Zeta, which is a good point. I I did finally beat the uh, phase two of the uh, the Anakin event, so I'm on to phase four, which is pretty exciting. So we'll we'll see how long this takes, but uh, it's probably going to be Sunday before I get this one because this is awful. Um, but uh, anyway, there you know, there's a lot of situations where you know Vader, for example. If you take speed off of him and give it to someone else, you can actually tighten up that turn order and make the rest of your team actually faster, even though you're giving up speed on that top end. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. I've been talking about this team for quite a while, and that is the fast wicket. Um, you know, you can make, uh, who's up, like, Paplu, you can make him much faster than you can wicket with the same mods. But the difference is, Wicket can give turn meter to the entire team flawlessly, perfectly every time. And it's pretty easy for Paplu to kind of outspeed the rest uh, and leave such a big turn gap in there. You you know, it requires more speed on everybody else by making him super fast. Where even if you have a little bit slower Wicket, you don't need as much speed on everyone else. So you can focus on other things like, you know, offense or potency on low gray or something along those lines and as importantly same time by lowering the speed of those key characters who usually eat up a lot of your very very fast mods you can move that speed other teams and other characters and actually improve your roster as a whole yes so believe it or not by making some characters in a team you can actually make that team better by slowing down either the key character or other people who unnecessarily have speed sets or very, very fast speed sets and 
make another team better at the same time. What are we talking about, for example? If we're sticking with the uh, Vader Palpatine team. So Vader gives 20... Assume that Vader debuffs everyone. Why he needs to be fast and potent. Yes. He lands four debuffs and is able to use his saber throw. He will cleanse all four. That is an automatic 20% burn meter to the rest of the team. I'm a big fan of Vader, Palpatine, Tarkin. Um, mm-hmm. I do believe he needs to be Zated, and I'll go over how I build mine in just a moment. Who needs and to be Zated? Tarkin. Okay. I, I love, love, love Zated Tarkin. Okay, interesting. Um, Imperial Probe Droid, and then I Fighter. And I have it with a very weird turn. I have it with Vader first. Then I have it with Imperial Probe Droid, and mine is aided as well. Then Tarkin, then Emperor Palpatine, and dead last is TIE Fighter. The reasoning okay. is that, A, so Vader goes first, and after that, um, he uses his Saber Throw, gets 20% turn meter, Imperial Probe Droid goes next. Imperial Probe Droid clears any potential critical and immunity or any tenacity up that somehow happened in between and then tarkin will go uh tarkin gives himself potency up or he applies his debuffs this is where the zeta comes into effect he gives himself potency up then he applies his debuffs making it very very unlikely that he does not apply debuffs to all five characters and i'm including a bath a zeta basilary jedi is a very high probability of debuffing all five characters and not named Jolie. Interesting. And then if he's Zeta, he will gain 20% potency per debuff character. So he'll maintain his potency up for one more turn, instantly mm-hmm. take the turn because he has debuffed everyone, given Emperor Palp lead and his own unique. He will instantly take another turn on that special and then be able to drop the entire enemy team by 50% turn meter. Then Emperor um, then Emperor Palpatine goes directly after Tark, stuns whoever, and unfortunately it is RNG-driven, or depending on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. And then this is why I have TIE Fighter Pilot go dead last. He can ability block, on his special. And so he you reserve the ability block. Whoever was not stunned by Palpatine. If you have TIE Fighter Pilot go before Palpatine, you have no idea who the RNG gods are going to gift stun to and who they are not. By having him go after, you can have a, an informed decision on who to prevent make a useful turn. I like it. Very interesting setup. Um, I've used a lot of those same strategies. I definitely haven't... I don't use TIE Fighter Pilot, but I do definitely like that strategy. Um, I I do something that's probably less beneficial to my roster, and I use Bastlashawn Fallen on that team. Um, I just freaking love her with Emperor Palpatine. She's absolutely insane. Um that team will kill 
general agreement for those who are unaware. That team can bring down Grievous. That team can bring down a lot. Yes. Uh, bring Bastila Shaw and the fighter pilot. Yep. That's actually uh, in Territory War. That's what I use it for is um, taking down uh, Joan Grievous teams. Um, and yeah, it, <laughs> it absolutely can wreck face. It is super awesome. But here lately, I've been using on defense in um, Grand Arena. I've been kind of rebuilding my Grand Arena team. But uh I, yeah, she's she's crazy good there, you know, with her, with Vader, with Tarkin. I mean, just those four. Um, I mean, if if you don't go first or go pretty OP, like you're not going to stop the turn meter train. It it will go and it will run your ass over. And uh there won't be anything you can do about it. Um it, I love teams like that where something can so easily go wrong on defense. Uh, that's another reason why I like the Night Sister. I mean, it takes almost nothing for things to go very wrong against them. And the Emperor Palpatine with Basil Sean is kind of the same way. Yeah, it absolutely is. And whether without Basil Sean, uh, for me, um, I know a lot of people. Everybody's roster is different, but for me, my in my roster is Empire-centric offense. I use my Imperial Troopers. Really, but if they're clocked well, I mean, they can kill a lot of different. Mm-hmm. They're not just for Night Sisters anymore. They're not just for Bounty Hunters. They can kill a lot of. Them. Uh, um, Empire team with Krennic. I usually bring Death Trooper along. One. And then I have the previously mentioned for Palpatine. Those three teams are a lot of Yep. In them, they can kill pretty much anything not named Revit. Uh, I, I've been finding less use for my Imperial Troopers, but um, what one thing interesting about the Troopers is... Um, oh, God, uh, Stark... So he's kind of the catalyst for that team. Now, what do you do with your speed sets? So Stark is obviously kind of the keystone character for that team as far as making it go and the speed and everything. Uh, what do you, how do you manage your speed mods in general? It, like, do you try to spread them out or do you select certain characters for certain teams and try to make them super fast and then build the rest of the team after that? Or what do you think is the best way to do that? Both. <laughs> well, silly, but yes. Both. Uh, <laughs> I, I know you know what I mean by that. Um, you know, you always want to do kind of a self-evaluation of the raw term and, what is the most important and kind of tear off your teams and also depending on use, you know, what can you get away with? I find personally that teams on offense, I can get away with a lot worse money. Yep. So I tend to give priority to my D. Me too. And I tend to give priority to characters who actually need the Empire team. Unfortunately, very, very speed hungry. So they need three of my top beats um after that you know my next three fastest characters in terms of they get their speed set exclusively are jay knight revan um mine is capable of out 
eating a 340 speed Darth Revan in case I need it. I usually don't use them for Darth Revan anymore, but in case I need it. And Grand Admiral Thrawn, I believe, is in the 320 range currently. And then my Nest, which typically goes on defense underneath a Django lead, is 330. 360 speed. Nice. So, things like that. You know, I mean, yes, you're, for example, with the Django Nest team, Ben, I JTR, she'll go first, but it kind of forces you to use Jake or Ben, I read, or something that's very, very quick because if you do not go ahead of it, that team's going to do some serious things. And yeah. so I use speed to leverage my opponent, to force them into using certain teams other uh, than just blindly making everybody as fast as possible. Yes, I, I agree. And I, the, the point you made about, you know, using your best mods on defense is so important just because like, for example, my uh, Jedi Knight Revan team, it's a team I use on offense, and the mods on it, speed-wise, you, you wouldn't be impressed with it. But I basically use it as a three-man team, and I can take down so much stuff with it. Um, it doesn't it doesn't need that much speed. So that allows me to still have an elite team, but take that speed and put it on, for example, Wicket. You know, my Wicket is 298. He's got one of my best speed sets. And very, very, not not every Grand Arena, but I would say at least 50 to 60% of the time that Ewoks team gets multiple defenses because no one expects it. And um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's absolutely awesome. I, that is my favorite team that I have, uh, my Ewoks. It, it's crazy. Uh, but... You know, finding ways like that to kind of catch opponents off guard without hurting you offensively, I think is always a great way to go, you know, um, uh, because if you can get the head start and you kind of know what the AI is going to do, um, you can set it up to where it does kind of put your opponent in a in a tough spot. And that goes a lot back to not overspeeding some characters. Yes. Love to have Vader at effective after his boost. Great speed. I can't make help. Couldn't <laughs> under no circumstances I do it unless I gave him Darth Revan's. Have to have him in mod depth. Yeah. There's no sense in giving somebody forty if you can't base the rest of the team around it. You know, kind of like something like First Order other one. First Order, they have enough turn meter. There's no reason where after First Order Officer, you should not have to give anybody else 130 speed ever. You don't need to. You so much, you know, build, you know, the old school Halo as utterly fast as humanly possible. Yeah, and there is some... There's some benefit to that, but it's really not needed and can actually mess up your order if he goes too fast versus, you know, for officer, you cherry pick having 
go first, remove a debuff, give turn meter to everybody else, and then you go from there. It's and I think that specifically that team is one of those that really kind of depends on what you do with it. Like, I have a fast Kylo, um, just because you know my crew is so slow, um, because he is like jacked with health and crit avoidance and defense and all that stuff. I mean, he's very difficult to deal with, but um, uh, you know, it works really well on defense, you know, um, because it of how often it gives turn meter to everyone else. And not to mention, well, my first order officer is kind of pathetic, so that doesn't help either, but, um, it, it does kind of depend on, you know, where you're at with those teams also. Um, let's see. Um, so back to, um, you know, kind of talking about relics and stuff. What what primaries do you think uh, probably benefited the most or suffered the most with relics? That is a tough. I think honestly, I'm not certain that anything really suffered really gained a whole lot i think relics honestly did a pretty good job evening the keel a bit yeah totally yes, offense that. yes offense gained a lot but so did defense yeah quite a bit more importantly defense secondaries gained a lot looking defense yes I totally agree, except I think the one difference is, um, I think the biggest, um, you know, buff happened for, you know, offense mods specifically, um, because while defense does counteract it, it only counteracts it in arena, territory war, and grand arena. There's still raids and... All that other stuff. Yeah, that's very true. And, you know, they get a huge bonus to... Um, they get a huge bonus with, um, you know, doing raid... Da- I mean, the raid damage has just gone through the roof since relics were introduced. You know, even just on a couple characters. I mean, it can be the difference between you finishing you know, 20th and third in a raid just based on one team, you know. Um, and, you know, as far as, like, crit damage mods and offense primaries, I've sliced so many of them for that reason. Um, you know, with Relic characters, especially, like, you know, like Grandmaster Yoda, who I use in Phase 2, you, you know, he's just... It's crazy, the, uh, the increase there. At the risk of sounding insane... I think critical also. You think what? Like it. I think critical chance gained a lot. All. Explain. <laughs> like I said, at the risk of sound. So, on paper, it looked like critical chance did really, really poorly. Many characters gained an absolute kind of critical chance. However, 
a nearly equal amount of characters also gained critical avoidance, some of which did not previously have it. That's a really which good point. has been a huge deal. You know, if you if you had twelve percent critical avoidance and you had zero before, and your team doesn't have a whole lot, yeah, it's not twelve percent out of somebody who's critting at ninety percent isn't going to make that big of a deal. Yes, or it does make a big deal. Is characters like B two, L three, Zalbar, Daka, um, characters who either have teams built around them that have critical avoidance or do very very well with a critical avoidance arrow bringing it up to 50 you know 50 percent critical avoidance is a big deal even especially now that so many people are seeing it as an opportunity clear out critical chance from their rosters already critical chance this character is 60 percent base yeah Sitting there, you know, with an extra five percent at sixty-five, if you bring your critical avoidance up to forty, fifty percent, they're not hardly ever going to land a crit. They can go an entire match without landing a set of, uh, single crit against that character. Yep. And then also, additionally, at the same time, it does allow you to take critical chance from some characters who really, really didn't need it, um, and put it on ones who did. You know, some characters who were, you could not legitimately consider a critical damage set for a lot of characters that you now can because you're able to pull 30, 40% critical chance off of the characters that needed it previously. And now they can operate on 15 or 50%. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. I can't really disagree. It, oh, my house is getting crazy. Um, uh, I am about to have to end this thing, but is there uh, any other final thoughts you kind of have? Um, you know, just uh, regarding either, you know, the primary secondaries uh, and relics or the speed topic. Well, the speed topic is a little hard to get into because it. We'll have to do another round and just entirely right. talk about speed. We could do a whole one on speed. And yes. I think a big part of the speed problem, if you will, and I, I don't get me wrong, I love speed sets. They have a great amount of versatility and use, but I do think people overuse them. And I especially 100%. think people over earn them. So many people do not have good offense or critical damage or defense or tenacity sets because they farm nothing but speed so long. And that creates, you know, a lot of issues. Why did I just lose that? How did I lose this grand arena? My opponent had to have been cheating. No, you actually had terrible mods. If you looked at anything more than the DSR comparison. Yes. Um, could not agree more. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Um, but I mean, it's, uh, and as far as secondaries go, you know, there's this thing floating around where somebody was showing the value of all defense. Seriously, I've been a defender of defense for as long as I can remember. But hey, I I'm sorry. Um, I 
there's an issue and I apps I have to go apparently. Um that's quite alright. Yeah, so uh we're gonna kill this thing and um I am going to go deal with the madness around here and um uh I will put your contact information and stuff in the um in the show notes and um I encourage everyone to go check out your Discord channel and uh yeah uh so Nagara thanks for coming on really appreciate it and we will have to get you a go- get you on again in the future I think I will really quickly for those who are finish that thought on the stream chat so you can read it otherwise we can open. okay sounds good all right, all right. later bye bye